Greetings, rare ones, and welcome to the Rebirds Emerging Market Podcast. I'm your host, Joanne. I started Rebirds a few years ago because I wanted to learn the stories behind startups in emerging markets. This has since evolved into a multimedia brand with content covering the intersections of early stage entrepreneurship, emerging markets, and blockchain technology. The Rebirds Emerging Market Podcast is where I have conversations with startup founders, ecosystem builders, and investors from across emerging markets. We are now on season eight, exploring the Puerto Rico startup ecosystem. This is episode 172 of the Exploring Puerto Rico Startup Ecosystem series. And my guest today is Perla Sofia Corbello Santiago. So Perla is from the island. She was born and raised there and she's currently living there. She's had an interest in flowers and plants since she was a child when she would cultivate her own lot in her parents' backyard. She is a professional communicator with rich experience across different mediums, radio, television, and newspapers. She has an undergraduate degree in psychology and a master's degree in public relations. She describes herself as a natural connector, educator, and speaker for corporate and general audiences. I hope you enjoyed listening in to this conversation as much as I enjoyed recording it with Perla. And for those of you that are interested in gardening, plants, botany, horticulture, and the like, I encourage you to visit Perla's website, agrochic.com. It's all in Spanish. She also speaks English and she's fluent in Italian. So see you at the end. Bye for now. Welcome, Perla, to the Rare Birds podcast. Thank you, Joanne. It's so nice to be here with you and your audience. Thank you so much for being with me. It's a real pleasure, and I'm glad to finally have you on. Finally, finally, finally. It's a real honor. It's a real honor. So, Perla, tell us a little bit about who you are or who you were prior to the work you're doing now with AgroChic. Well, I'm Puerto Rican. I, I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, which is an island in the Caribbean. And, um, and before I, become, I became a founder of AgroChic, I was working as a journalist for several media outlets, but always uh, interested in the area of agriculture and gardening and uh, because of my family's business too. And um, yeah, I, I, I've been always in the, in the media um, circles. So I'm a sure person. Uh, I, I say that I, I really like to encourage people to do their best. And, and it's interesting because when I reflect about that all my life, my whole life, I've been cheering up for everybody else's um mm. and uh, you know that someone says oh i'm doing this and i'm like oh that's so great you know i'm that the kind of cheerleader backing yes. you up you know and every time i see or reach something i i have you in my mind and i'm like oh this would be perfect for for joanne yeah. for work or things like that and i've been like that my whole life and yeah. that's something that has defined me but mm. it wasn't until I was aware of it that I started using it for myself so right. that is a little bit about me in terms of who am I um I, I in terms of professional background things like that but well I um I have a BA in psychology and a master in public relations so you can tell that my 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 interest my interest in in all things communication and of course uh human behavior right and people should know that you do 
You do so much, Perla. You're being very humble. So I'm going to be the one rooting for you now. So Perla is a blogger <laughs> and a, a just a communication aficionado and a journalist. And you produce content and you're an educator. You do a lot. You do workshops. There's a lot that you do, Perla. You, you do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be talking about a, a little bit. I, I think take a lot from your podcast. <laughs> you do so, so much. So what led to you starting AgroChic? I love the name, by the way. I've always loved the name AgroChic. It resonates so well with me. And I think with women generally, you know, AgroChic. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was definitely looking for a name that clicks, was yeah. sure. And, uh, and of course, it has to do with what I was already doing um, mm. in terms of communication. I was focused in agriculture um, because I was, uh, I, when I founded AgroChic in, back in 2009, um, I remember uh, I was working with my, my father uh, in his uh, agricultural uh, journal, monthly mm. journal. And, um, and everything that I, I I have done TV, uh, radio. I always put a segment or something related to agriculture. But yeah. um, so again, it has to do that. I grew up in a place that agriculture was one of the main topics. So for me, it was natural. You know, I was like, yeah. why is anybody else is talking about agriculture here? Right. And it, and uh, and for me it was. Um, natural when I decided to um, back then start a magazine mm -hmm. uh, focused on, on gardening and, and do it in, in in things that I I love to do so be, because gardening has been always part of me right. and uh, so that's why <clears throat> I decided to do um, agrochic yeah it's just always, I guess agriculture has always been a part of your life from your family. Yes. You've always grown up around flowers and plants. So it just seemed like a natural thing for you to do. So tell us a little bit about what is AgroChic? Uh, what, what is it? What do you do? What kind of services do you provide? Yeah. Well, AgroChic um, started as a media um uh, first a magazine, then I, I, I migrated to just do it online. Yeah. Uh, focus on, it's a blog in Spanish, I, I have to say that at first. And, yes. uh, it, and it focuses urban agriculture, um, gardening, and wellness. And mm. those are the main topics that you can find. And people who are starting to to do their gardens, to do her vegetable garden, things like that, they, they can find in the website, they can find guides, um, information uh, of reference for them to use in their own gardens, things like that. And a few years in, um, I started to include other topics like uh, garden tourism, like um, how things related to gardening and right. since i become member from of garden Com international which is an association in the united states that reunites uh, bloggers ph photographers people who are related in in the gardening business so i gain more uh so much different perspective and yeah. in my content in terms of how can i produce content that definitely uh it's it serves the purpose to bring in more people to to the garden to yes gardening but also to enjoy you know their what they're doing yeah, uh, not just work in the garden but use your garden to relax to to celebrate to use it as, as a an extra space in your home to do different things so yeah. right now, it, it, that is uh, what agroship.com has in terms of editorial uh, content. And of course, as part of the, of the services, I started to, in 2018, to formally, because I was doing it already, but uh, I included the garden workshops. Right. And, uh, and most recently, 
and especially during this pandemic time, and I added, I added the virtual workshops uh, specifically for corporations, right? Because now is there is a huge demand, not only people interested to garden because they have to be uh, at home, um, but also to be able to share with people the knowledge of how horticulture can be used for their wellness, especially wellness. if you're working mm -hmm. from home remotely and um, and you need your break. You need to do things that um, relax you, things that center you so you can keep on, you know, uh, you can cope with what is going on with your right. daily life, but also be productive uh, because nowadays you, how can you be productive in a stressful situation? So plants definitely and working with them will definitely uh, make a great difference in your life. So um, the workshops, the virtual workshops are part of what AgroChic uh, has to offer. Right. And is offering. And, and now it's more with this clear purpose of how to, to take people, you know, to understand that having a plant at home or in your uh, office, uh, it will make a great difference in your personal and professional life. Absolutely. It just changes, it lifts the mood. It shifts the mood, having a plant, just having a, a living thing next to you. That's so beautiful, naturally beautiful. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. definitely. I have, you know, actually, I have a lot of plants in my classroom and my students love it. They say that it makes them happy and calm. So I think even in the classroom, there's there's definitely um, a, something to be said about plants in a classroom, plants in a learning environment, maybe not necessarily yes. a classroom, but a learning environment and the mood it creates and, and that kind of thing. Yes, it's true. It's um, actually the other day I was reading a, um, a study about that, how plants, uh, foliage plants can um, can calm you, you know, yeah. your heart goes down yeah. and, uh, and, and definitely uh, it helps you concentrate. Um, right. And I was reading about um, students that ha uh, went into a classroom and has to do a, a mass test. Mm. And those who had plans in their classroom uh, made three times better than those that didn't have any foliage plants at the classroom. So definitely make sure your students are literally um, at least have few more plants in the classroom because it's gonna make your life easier. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's funny because when I first started introducing the plants, I wasn't sure how they were going to respond. And they just went, wow, beautiful, so pretty, oh, wow. And it really yeah. caught their attention and, and the boys and the girls. And um, it was interesting. And now they've just gotten so used to it. And they hear me talking about, you know, my plants are dying <laughs> or I need to water my plants. So it's become a part of the classroom routine, which is, which is fun. So there's definitely something there for sure, for sure, for sure. Yes. Wellness and mental health. And I know wellness and mental health is something that's um, really important to you. And I, I want us to get into that. But before we jump into that, can you just tell us a little bit about the floral industry generally in Puerto Rico? Like, what, what, what is it like there? Well, for as, as you know, as a Caribbean person that you are too, mm. um, we are accustomed to be... Um, in nature, you know, um, surrounded yeah. by nature. And yeah. uh, right now in Puerto Rico, nature is so in, much important and it has been like that, you know, people like to go to the beach, to the to the forest, uh, you know, being the, in the mountain, mountains. Yeah. Uh, and with the pandemic, you know, places has been restricted, even go to the, to the beach. So yeah. it, People are realizing here in the island the importance to be surrounded by any kind of nature. Flowers, people are turning into their garden, to their backyard to, to cultivate flowers so they can enjoy them, cut them. 
I think um, the focus right now is more into what is uh, more in urban agriculture, focus on produce um, um, food. Right. It's not yet that much uh, that people are um, buying flowers just because they want to do. It's still not uh, as big as in other places that you can right. find a, a flower shop mm. in every corner. Right. But um, and but younger generation are, are looking into uh, different businesses, and I have seen uh, a thrive in there that um, I have um, seen uh, floral designers who are embracing um, that are trying to buy more local. There are a right. few uh, right. farms, flower farms. My mm. brother is one that has a. Uh, a farm and he and some of the oh of nice his, yes some of his farm he has several areas uh, with flowers um, like um, some flowers uh, for example also um, it's it's huge here the the orchids the orchids mm. section uh, people love that love that and roses. Yeah. But your kids is definitely one of the flowers that people love and roses too. But um, I would say I was looking into numbers the other day and mm. orchids are a segment in particular that people love here in Puerto Rico. Wow, so, yeah. orchids, um, interesting. Yes. So, so the, mm. <laughs> no, it's okay, go ahead. Then in terms of gardening, uh, yeah. the garden lifestyle, Nowadays uh, are more popular than mm. than ever, and uh, it and it has been like that, you know, um, like few years in uh, that it has been like that, and of course with the pandemic that has been increasing because of what we all know. People are um, I have have to be in church in shelter in place, yeah, and uh, and and they're looking for things to do and gardening it is or having indoor plants are it's the the trend and i hope it keeps like that even though the pandemic is off and yeah. we are looking at this uh and soon uh but people still um embrace the gardening the house plants movement uh, yeah. because they understand that they made a, a great difference in their life Right. Um, so they don't walk away right, uh, from it as the pandemic is over. You know, there's been this big movement, particularly amongst young people, you know, uh, maybe like, hmm, would it be, would we call them, I guess, the millennium generation, millennial generation who have really yeah. gotten into gardening, urban gardening. It's a big movement. Is that something that has come to Puerto Rico or is it... Uh, yeah still just mostly amongst the you know our, our grandmothers and aunties and uncles <laughs> doing the gardening well, and the flowering and that, that kind of thing yeah it, it is a, a great movement uh, a lot of younger the younger generation mm. are embracing urban agriculture yeah um growing their own food and stuff, stuff like that yes they're more outspoken about it, they're more interested to learn from their aunties, from their um, their grandmas, grandpas um, about you know the the farming secrets of you know a more organic life. Yes, um, yes. Right. So yes, they're they're embracing that, and uh, more women are into agricultural businesses too. So yes, in Puerto Rico, it's not deception. Oh, good, good, good. Because it's it's been a big movement around the world. Just the yes. millennial generation and younger who are very much about going back to the earth, growing their own food, being sustainable. They ask questions. They want to know where the food come from, where was it packaged. You know, they're a lot more conscious and aware of previous generations. So yes. I think that's great that that's happening there as well. So I know you're very passionate about the topic we're discussing today, which is the importance of investing in yourself 
and how that adds value to your business. So I'd love for you to share with us um, more about your horticultural therapy certification. Congratulations, by the way. And what led you to do that? And how, how are you using that to transform your business now? Well, first, horticultural therapy is the wellness modality of using plants, plant people, gardens, and garden-related activities with the intention to improve a person's life. Mm. Um, if, if it's someone who is clinical, clinically diagnosed, um, or if it's for a social purpose, you know, a social wellness purpose. Um, so that is what is horticultural therapy or therapeutic horticulture. Uh, but in general, and what I was uh, telling you about how to use horticulture for wellness, mm -hmm. uh, is that, you know, you be clear that you're going to have that plant not just for a decor purpose, but because you know that having it there in your home is not only makes your um, your quality uh, or make your air quality better, but also it makes you calm, it makes you focused, things like that. And and that is why I I after a few years knowing about this modality, I decided that, well, definitely that's something that uh, has to do a lot with what I've been doing for all my, my almost all my life, because I come from a home that it, it was my mom, and she's a, a physical therapist, and I mm. saw her from very early, how she treated her patients, mm. and we were all in the wellness. Uh, and of course, from my my father part, uh, he's been he's an artist and editor, uh, interested in agriculture. Uh, so I I thought that well, horticultural therapy uh, marries both areas: wellness, mm -hmm. agriculture, gardening. So once I learned about it, I was like, I have to keep reading. I have to be more. Uh, I, I have to learn more about it and, and see how can I um, make it formally, you know? And uh, so I start researching about it. So um, last year I was accepted in, into the horticultural therapy program of the Chicago Botanic Garden, which is uh, an institution, um, well, a well-known institution in the area and they offered a, a hybrid certification, mm. a certificate. Um, it's a it was a 10 month um, learning experience. Most of the classes were online, which was something very important for me because- Oh, it was I, 10 um, months. That's quite a long exactly. time. And, oh, wow, and, okay. Can you imagine? Wow, I thought you friends, were gonna say no, like six months or something, 10 months. No, it was 10 That's months. That's a degree. <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you, I felt like I was applying when I was applying for the program. I felt like I was applying for a job. And mm. second of all, it was 10 months and it was online, and but it has two sessions in person that you have okay. to be. Oh, that's important. In, yeah. In the summer, yes. During the summer and during the fall, you have to go to Chicago and be there for a week. And it was immersion uh, week and immersed immersed week, mm. and uh, and for me it was and the one of my greatest experience, and um, and I loved that not only because of all the knowledge that I gained, but also the networking, the people that we met there, and the friends that you made, and I and I, until this day I keep in touch. With, uh, with few of them, which is very important when you decide to invest in something like that. Because again, certifications are not cheap. <laughs> and I, I can I was, imagine. Uh, yes. Um, so you have to know that when you decide to do something like that, if it's even, even if not a requirement uh, for your business, um, you have to be committed. You know, yeah. because um, 
I, I was doing the certification. I was working because I have to pay my, I have to pay for that. Yeah. And, uh, and, and be aware of, you know, I have to take that bent the most or, or that to be, you know, to maximize this investment. Right. Right. So I was focused. I was intentional of everything. Every time I read something, I do an assignment, everything. I knew I was doing what I was doing it and, and what I wanted to do after I finished it. So that I, I was, you know, laser focused on this because I, I was, uh, I, I, I waited so much to do this certification that uh, once I got in, I was like, I feel so lucky, mm. blah, blah, blah. But uh, at the same time, I had this plan that I, I wanted it to change uh, certain things in my own business thing, uh, with the help of this uh, new information, this new, uh, this new knowledge that I was getting. Yeah. I love the concept of using nature to just improve people's lives. Um, you sent me an article, Women in Agricultural Science, which Perla is featured yeah. in, by the way. <laughs> and I read through it and I really liked how it's, it's, it's kind of like rehabilitation. They mentioned using mm -hmm. it in prisons, uh, rehab centers. I guess this could be used with the elderly, with people who are mm -hmm. terminally ill. I mean, it's something that can be so powerful and transforming, uh, transformational. And I think it's, um, it's brilliant. It's really nice. It's really, really and nice. You can use it for yourself. It, it's interesting because I, I remember I, I was telling uh, my, my colleagues, I, this is like the, the therapy that you apply to yourself, mm. you know, because other kind of therapies, uh, you need someone else's to help you out. And this one, you can apply it uh, because you know, going, if you have a garden or uh, you're first of all blessed because in this time having a garden and it is a safe place and where you can relax, you can use it. And I've been using this past year uh, with intention to bend, to, to feel um, connected with nature, to reflect mm, mm. like that. So if you have a garden, um, use it as much as possible because it is not something for everybody. There's a lot of people who live in apartments and they just can't, and they don't have necessarily a, play, a green space. So they have to come up and, and include plants, make their own uh, little garden Urban inside. gardens, yeah. That's, yes. that's a big it, thing here in China where we live in, yeah. uh, most of us live in high rise buildings. Um, yes. majority of people in China live in, in a high-rise building. So that's definitely an issue here. You have to create yeah, it, an urban, urban oasis on your, on your veranda or your patio or inside or something. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a great difference in, in your life. Like, like I mentioned before. And, um, and, and as you said, um, uh, in, that it was featured, um, in this article, mm -hmm. um, you can apply horticultural therapy or a, a therapeutic horticulture program in with different populations, mm. or it can be part of a, a general program of an institution. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I'm very focused is how to take, you know, uh, a therapeutic horticulture program into work, uh, the work environment. You know, right. um, in so many companies have wellness programs. They're very uh, concerned about their employees' um, wellness. So this definitely horticulture for wellness is a solution, mm. especially right now that you yeah. have so many workers at home yes. uh, working remotely. This is something that uh, people enjoy because even though it's if we are doing virtual uh, workshops, people feel that they are doing something completely different of their daily responsibilities. So yes. uh, and and they can relate to their colleagues 
work yes. colleagues in a different way, you know, like, oh, for example, you are with this colleague that you keep uh, having Zoom meetings, things like that, and you your relation with that person is about their latest report or what we have to do for, uh, uh, for the end of the year. Once you take a gardening workshop and you experience not only receiving the same information, but also if you uh, participate in the, in, let's see, in cultivating certain kind of plants, the next time you meet up in a Zoom um, uh, meeting with your work colleague, probably you're gonna start asking about the plant or about your recent experience or you're or talking about the plants that you have at home and then you talk about the work report so you yeah. you experience a new level of of connection with that person and that will make work even better and Absolutely. that's and that's something that uh people in human resources mm. uh, are getting now people who are understanding that you know it's uh having just plants or encouraging people to have plants in their environment it's not just for decoration purposes it's more about their mental health their physical health their emotional health so yes this is this is something that i'm aiming to you know to keep advocating about how to use horticulture to um for your well-being in general yeah you know interestingly enough i was reading an article in um a design magazine called Dizine, Dizine online magazine i don't know if you're familiar with it but no they, i don't thank you for telling me yeah they said that post covid they believe that green walls you know the green walls that you see mm -hmm. that have become very popular and fashionable particularly in retail and commercial spaces they believe that post covid most uh work firstly they said the way we work obviously is going to change completely. It's going to go through a radical change, but also workspaces like physical workspaces, the layout is going to change and that we we um, will be seeing more green walls in workspaces as a result of COVID because we know that plants act to purify the air and promote wellness and so on and so forth, which will help to reduce cases of viruses and so on. So I thought that was yes. really interesting that they were predicting that this would this would be happening. You know, it, it, it is based, there's the biophilia theory. Biophilia, um, yes, yes. Yeah, that uh, uh, states that human beings are have this inherent um, desire to be close to other uh, beings, uh, I agree. It, it is something that is uh, that is in us. So yeah. we are more, uh, we feel better in a natural uh, spaces or are with natural things surrounded us. And there are so many things that you can do to to embrace the the biophilia, um, not just with plants in your in your environment but also um having pictures that um that look uh pictures of nature or yeah. having um natural um um like a table a wood table chairs things that we uh that um have the con the contortion of uh, or things that remind you the design that reminds you to natural things so right. um, yes, and it, it is something that definitely uh, we have seen it, that it has been incorporated into the workspace, into retail space, and it has been proved that it also helped to increase um, sales and mm. uh, places that are surrounded by plants, uh, by trees, are receive more food traffic than those that do not have it. Mm. Um, even you can um, it, you can have uh, products that are more pricey, and that people are willing to pay more for them if it's in an environment that 
it feels natural, you know, it has these biophilic components. So yes, there's a lot of literature about it. And uh, and we, uh, the way we work, the way we buy things, it has been changed forever. And um, not that we are not looking forward to meet up with people to be more physical, so, uh, more physical in, in social, uh, when we socialize. But, um, but these are things that are gonna be more incorporated intentionally because people will understand the value of a plant in, right. in their place, not only to, to filter the air, but to all, their th- to all these things that uh, we just mentioned. So this is, uh, for me, it, it is like, since, very be- since I was a kid, I felt how plants in, uh, affect me. You know, I feel better when I have, uh, I remember when I used to took flowers from the neighborhood and bring them, bring them home mm, and make a little oh. bouquet, made a little bouquet uh, for my home. You mm. know, the, the ambience changed. And, uh, and the way I felt, I, it was a feeling that I kept looking into in everywhere I, I went. And, uh, and now that I'm more concerned, I try to build my workspace. You know, right now in my home office, I have literally 26 plants. And, uh, mm. and I arrange my front jar, my back jar. You know, uh, once I, I wake up, what, I, what do I look out of the window? What can I do to feel that way, you know, feel good so I can cope better? or whatever yeah. it's coming my way. Mm. So that's something again that uh, it helps you. And with all the learning, that's that's why definitely that I, uh, I was grateful for taking the time and, and to go and do the certification because I knew that it, will, it was going to make a great difference in, in what in what was I already was doing and in my personal life. So right. when when I talk about the, the investment in yourself, particularly in education, you have it, it is a business, you know, the business of investment, investing in yourself, you have to look at, at it like that too, you know, because you're gonna be investing money, time, time away from uh, things from your family, you have to be, um, you have to decide, oh, okay, we are not gonna do this together because I have to stay uh, to study, things like that. Um, you have to to reflect on if is this the right moment to make that investment instead of putting that money in your business. So even though I'm in business for, for more than 13 years, um, I, I have been, um, in this last year, I've been reinventing myself, uh, and reinventing my business, changing, and education helps you to do that, uh, even in a faster way, uh, and that's the, the business of investment in yourself, because that knowledge that you gain, you have to use it for, to see if you can um, construct something even better, mm. or to make uh, a new best a new business mm. out of what you're already doing. So yes, uh, definitely is something that um, uh, I look at at it as a serious thing. And I have five takeaways that mm. I would love to to give you. Oh, and awesome! Give your I was going to ask you it. that. I was going to ask you what are the sort of practical uh, tips that you'd like to. So I'm so glad you have them. Please share with us. <laughs> so first, invest to complement. Like mm-hmm. I was just saying, it, to start asking yourself how this new knowledge mm-hmm. will improve your current job, your business, your industry. And if it will, and if 
this new knowledge will help you in a long run to cross over to other industries. You know, that is something that I, I asked myself when I, I did the certification. I was like, well, I, I was clear that definitely it, will, it was going to improve what I was already doing. That was the gardening workshops and uh, my business. And because I was going to be able also to add uh, the consultancy mm. in the gardening lifestyle. Um, and definitely would, would uh, the certification will help me to cross over other industry. Uh, Absolutely. From the, you know, I stayed in the gardening segment, but I knew this will help people working in other industry. So that's very important. Invest to complement. Mm. The second of all is uh, be truthful to yourself. You know, you have to ask yourself why you want to do that, right. uh, to do that investment. Um, it is because you want to change something or you're doing it because uh, your ego, you know, you want to do this because someone else is doing it and you don't want to feel behind feel behind, things like that. So you have to be, because when you're doing that uh, or you're investing a huge amount of money in your in education, certification like that, you have to do it with a higher purpose. Uh, you know, not because you, someone else's is doing something and you have to do it because you are competing with someone else's. Mm. No, you have mm. to do it because you are competing with your yourself you want to better yourself so you have to be you have to stop and ask yourself the question why am i doing this and mm. is this the right moment for me or i have to you know i have to plan better save more so i don't if i'm doing a, a new business or i'm into a new business i have definitely have to focus and use this money to do this and then later, uh, we think about it and do the uh, invest in this kind of education. Because again, every industry has their own requirements and there's industry, uh, your business must have certain certifications that you have to do them. Otherwise right. you can be business. But there are other uh, certifications like this one that I did um, that it wasn't a requirement but I felt like if I want to keep growing and, and do things uh, differently, be rare in the industry, because right. again, you, uh, you have to be aware of what's coming. You, you have to be aware of the trends. And yes. you, if, you want, if you don't want to be one of the masses, you know, uh, be in the same place of everybody else, you have to do things differently. You have to start investing. So you have to be truthful to yourself. Third, you have to research. I, you have to take the time to ask around about, you know, do not go and, and take whatever is in front of you. Um, because even if, if it's for free, it is time that you're going to be investing. So make your research. I, I remember that once I knew about horticultural therapy, you know, the modality, things like that, I, I did my research. I went into the American Horticultural Therapy Association um, page and look into different institutions, academia, uh, organizations like, uh, like the botanical gardens that offer the certification and, and see what were the requirements, how much it cost, and what I have to do uh, uh, to, to do the, the, so me, so I could be able to do it. So right. research is very important because you have to uh, save money, you have to save that time, you have to be, if you're working, you have to put things in place so it won't uh, be a problem for you, you know, for your work. And, and also because you, you are uh, committing yourself to, to, that, um, to that education three months, six months, <laughs> a year, almost a year, like I did. 10 so months, we, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So research is very important. And I remember when, when I was asking up around, I consulted with this friend of mine who is um, in the in human resources, and I was I was telling her about it. And I I I, I first I was uh, contemplating to go back to school and finish a doctorate in psychology and focus in horticulture, using horticulture for wellness. And, uh, and I asked her what she thought about it. And she said, you know what? If you are aiming for to retire in academia, definitely go for the doctorate, uh, for the PhD, may I say. Yeah. And uh, if not, do the certification. It's going to be cheaper. It's going to be faster. And that was it. I was like, that's what I needed, uh, that, uh, that information. So I was of more focused on what I was going to do. So research is important. Four, I would say plan strategically um, mm. how much is, will, will it cost, how mm. long it will take from you, and how can you apply all that new knowledge into the business, into your life. So even when I was in the middle of the certification, I was already using the new knowledge in my current job, in mm. the work, in the gardening workshops, but also I was starting to plan what was what else I was going to do once mm. I finished, how I, I, I was going to market myself, things like that. So planning strategically of how how are you going to be using this new knowledge? It's very important in which part of your business you think you're gonna uh, you're gonna use it. You know what are the things that you're gonna uh, probably you you are outsourcing because you don't have you know that expertise. But now you can replace that outsource expertise with your own expertise that you gain. So those are things that you have to um, plan ahead. So you don't, um, you don't see yourself uh, spending more money right. uh, in, in things like that. And fifth, I would say, I would say keep yourself connected. Mm -hmm. um, connected. In terms of be active within your ecosystem, your, your current ecosystem, you know, share what you are doing, share what, uh, what, is your, um, what is your new knowledge, you know, it, it, explain to people, you know, I just did this, I, which I did. I, I kept talking about horticultural therapy, the, the horticultural for wellness, things like that. And people, be, people who knew me uh, became interested, you know, they listen mm. in. And then, you know, I be, try to become, you know, this bridge of new information and maybe how can we connect right. uh, now even more stronger. And of right. course, take advantage of the new network that you, you gain through the experience of any uh, course webinar that you took, a certification that you're taking. You embrace your old or your current uh, ecosystem and be active and try to be connected to the new ecosystem of peers, colleagues, teachers that, um, that you met through that experience because mm. it's going to be uh, a better. You never know when you're gonna be um, needing people who you met through that uh, program. And it's something that I, I am very grateful to because now that I'm in the middle of doing, uh, developing this new project in, within AgroCheek, um, I reach out to one of my peers in right. doing the certification and she's helping me develop uh, certain uh, projects. Uh, so that's nice. something that I wouldn't, so if I didn't do the, the certification, probably I'll be doing things the same way or in or being in a more difficult uh, situation. And uh, 
it's spending more money, things like that. So those are my five takeaways when you decide to invest in yourself uh, through education. Because you, you can invest in yourself in different, in different things, you, you know, new wardrobe, a new uh, image, things like that. But if you decide, whatever you decide to invest in yourself, be thoughtful about it. And if it's education is something that definitely it's gonna open your doors and it's gonna take you very far. That was perfect. Thank you so much for that. And I think uh, those listening in will find that really, really helpful. You know, what I was thinking as you were going through your list is that your knowledge and skills remain with you regardless of what's happening, whether COVID is happening or the economy is failing or what you put in your head and how you you build your your intellect. Your, you know, we live in a knowledge economy now, right? That never goes away. It's just trying to be, like you said, be strategic and figure out, okay, now that I have this new knowledge, how can I use it to benefit my business or my project or what have you? I mean, in your case, you've had to completely adapt now and you're, you're, you were mentioned the virtual studio and how you're going to do the online corporate workshops and all of these things. So you've kind of figured that out. And I'm sure as you go along, new models will pop up. But I think having the knowledge is amazing. But then it, I think the, the, the biggest challenge is probably figuring out how best to use it and when. Yes, and Joanne, you know what? And, and you have also to learn to stop yourself mm. off and, and ask yourself, is this the right moment to invest right. in other things? Because now there's so many opportunities to, yeah. be, to, to, to have education through online platforms, but at the same time, there's so much that it can overwhelm you. And if right. you don't take the time to, if I, I took my time after the, the certification that I was like, you know what, now that I did this, I'm not gonna commit myself to another things like that because I want to take the time to, you know, think in what I just learned, you know, and that's something that it doesn't happen uh, uh, quickly, you know, you have to see how it connects you with, how can you connect it with what you already know. And, uh, and, and that takes time and to evaluate, to reflect on it. And if you still, and, and today, that if you keep going from one webinar to the other, and you don't have the time, the space to yeah. what you just learned, you are just, you know, putting another level of, you know, more frosting, more frosting, more frosting, more frosting, and and just little cake, you know. Right. And mm, I love frosting, that analogy, little cakes. The frosting, <laughs> the frosting is good, but you want to taste the cake, yeah. and in 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 and you have to be, you want to cut that cake. In, in some point, you know, uh, because otherwise that cake won't lift that, that, uh, that, that um, kitchen anytime soon. So the same happened with education. And what I have learned is that I have to stop and ask myself, do I have to be in every webinar related mm. to my uh, industry or That's I just- so important. I have to say, you know what? I passed this time because mm. uh, even though it, is, it can be relevant, it's not crucial because yeah. when we are in business or we think that we have to be always present in all these things and then you don't have the time, enough time mm. to- Learning to say no. <laughs> Learning to say no. No, it's a beautiful phrase too. And uh, I know why you're saying no. Um, mm. Oh, I'm not able to do this or no, I'm not going to participate. But again, because there's so many webinars that you see yourself, yourself paying. And when you analyze at the end, you paid so much money mm. that um, you could use it uh, and reinvest it in your own business. So you have to be mindful about that too. 
you know, um, that's what that's why you have to be strategic of if you are and, and you need to do the research and things like that, because you know then what uh, knowledge you're letting in, you know, into your business, into your own space, because you're going to be dedicating time. And, yeah. uh, and, and if you don't have that clear, you're going to be spending so much time uh, out of your, from your business, from your family, uh, pursuing, you know, pursuing information, pursuing, yeah. you know, mm. things like that. So, so that's something that uh, I I will uh, uh, that would be my takeaway. Take <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I at the end of every show, I always ask the guests, "What lessons have you learned that you'd like to share?" But I think you've shared so much already. <laughs> it's wonderful. Oh <laughs> this has been great. No, it's you know, I mean, you have you have so much experience and so much depth of knowledge. You know, as I look at your website, honestly, I see. For me, I see a brand that could be a lifestyle brand because like I have how many plants? I have a, a small flat here where I live and I have like 32 plants in my flat and I love plants and I'm, I find myself getting more and more into gardening. And, and you know, I look at your website and I, I could stay on it for, forever. It's beautiful. There's so much content. Like it's definitely lifestyle, you know, like because I think you can sort of build a whole lifestyle around your plants, you know, the books yeah. you read, the places mm -hmm. you go. I mean, even if you're like a vegan or plant-based person. So I feel like you can do so much with your brand and it's uh, it's really exciting to see all the things coming to life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And that's the idea, you know, um, I don't pretend people to, um, to follow what I, exactly what I do, but, um, if you enjoy being around plants and understand uh, how much a plant activity can do for your wellness, you definitely will uh, embrace that uh, lifestyle. You're going to yeah. start not only reading about plants and how to maintain them, but also um, about places where you can definitely go and uh, have a stroll and um and sit down contemplate what it's around you things like that and uh and in one thing it takes you to another thing you know you if you have your own garden well or your veggie garden you're gonna be more interested maybe to to cook more mm -hmm. and uh and, and visit uh, botanical gardens, things like that. So yes, it is intended to be uh, to embrace a, a, a lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle. Um, yeah. But but make it your own. Again, you are um, one of the things that I, I really to I, I kept saying to people: you are the expert in your garden mm. because I share with you basic information uh, for you to you know shortcuts but at the same time it's your experience that will tell you that that explant definitely it's gonna drive it's in in certain uh area of your garden because you have put it there you have observed and uh you have uh you keep up with that but that's something that you only have that you are the only one who have that knowledge who had that experience. So that's why I keep saying, you know, I'm not expert of anybody's garden. I'm expert on my own garden. You are Absolutely. expert of your garden. And that's the ultimate uh, thing here is that how can you put yourself in a favorable position in your garden uh, so you can enjoy it better and do not stress about Oh, um, that plan is gonna die. I don't have the not knowledge about it. You know what? You're as you grow things, you are gonna keep growing too. So make yourself uh, easy. Put yourself in an easier position to enjoy, to embrace uh, what whatever you're experiencing in your garden yeah. and. 
it, it it's gonna it's gonna be okay and uh that's my i i, I think this 2020 is what i have learned from my own experience and, and my and everything that i've been reading learning is how can we uh, be okay with what already got right. and uh, and use Content. it for, for a well for a wellness purpose absolutely and that and um you know we hear all these um conversations about the new normal and um things are never going to be the same and so on and so forth so i think maybe um and you would know this much better than i than i do so we're going to see more of these kinds of trends as people start to find different ways to live and adapt and maybe you'll be through more of these therapy you know therapeutic horticulture who knows but um it's definitely yes. helpful it's definitely yes. helpful first of all who wants to go back i know uh, i don't i, I don't I think we have to, we definitely want to go back to socialize, socialize as we used to do, but mm. at the same time, what we learned uh, from this whole experience that make, has made so better. So definitely uh, we have to be okay, you know, to, to have a, a different uh, kind of life. Uh, instead of going back of what was like uh, in 2019, you know, I, I bet in 2019, there was another things that we were like, oh, I wish it was 2018. It, right. it seems like that. We are always uh, looking back instead of looking ahead. And, um, and we have to be positive, optimistic uh, about what is ahead of us. And, um, and right now we are, we have learned to be more concerned about our health because of the pandemic. That is mm. something that ha has been, we have taken for granted um, how we conduct ourselves, not necessarily in a healthy, healthy, uh, in healthy circumstances. So now that we have gone through the pandemic, we are more aware of the importance of being well physically, but also mentally. So yes, uh, I think this is our life. It's not the, I refuse to call it the new normal. I know I don't like we, that either. Because <laughs> yeah. things are always changing, you know? Exactly, that is life. Every time you open your eyes, it's a new day. Mm. It's a new day. You know, you mm. have the possibility to do something completely different. Yeah. And, yep. and you have to embrace that. How yeah. can I be better? And definitely, how can I be better than yesterday, better yes. than the last year? And that is something that for any entrepreneur, that is something that you have to be able you know, to, and, and open to, because if you don't keep getting new knowledge and, uh, and be strategic and it, it will be very difficult for you to adapt in whatever situation you are, some situation are more critical than others, but when you have the knowledge and you have, you are um, intentional and you have a clear mission, it's gonna be easier right. for you to cope with whatever life brings you. Yeah, we just need the tools to manage life and that's it. We just need the tool, exactly. My tools are the garden, are the plants, but yeah. for all that will depend on the industry they are. Um, but yes, definitely. Amazing. Perla, it has been such a pleasure to speak with that you. Thank you Thank so, so much. What would you like our listeners to know about entrepreneurs generally in Puerto Rico? What makes Puerto Rican entrepreneurs different? Because every oh ecosystem is different. What makes Puerto yeah. Rico different? Yeah. Well, 
we have learned from each uh, from the past um, few years that mm. we are resilient. Mm. And I know this can be a word that some people say, oh, that everybody now is talking about resiliency. You mm -hmm. know, in Puerto Rico, I, I would say that if you make it in Puerto Rico, you make it anywhere. I don't know if you're from <laughs> if you make it in New York, you make it anywhere. Oh, well, I'll tell you, if you make it in Puerto Rico or in any island of the Caribbean, and you know this, mm -hmm. um, make it anywhere. Yeah, because um, it's it's really yeah. difficult to do business in, in the Caribbean. Some islands more difficult than others. There are quite a few challenges. So if you, you're yes. right, if you can make it there, you can definitely thrive anywhere else. Exactly. So as a Caribbean uh, woman, as a Puerto Rican, I definitely tell you that if you are resilient, you are determined to make things happen, you are solution, a solution person. And solution this is what we, yeah. yeah, and this is what I have seen here, uh, the inventive of people. Um, because again, who, it, it, it's not easy to leave your, your country, your island, mm. and uh, have seen it, you know, that there's a lot of people that have gone to the United States or other parts of the world um, yeah. looking for better, uh, for better um, opportunities, and I, I don't judge them at all, and right. they're doing so well. But definitely um, the people who decide to stay, um, mm. that's what I can tell you, are resilient, are, uh, are also committed as anybody else. And, uh, and yes, have a Puerto Rican in your team. <laughs> You're gonna make have it. a Puerto Rican in your team. I love that. <laughs> Did you hear that? Have a Puerto Rican on your team. I love that. That's brilliant. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much, Perla. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show. And um, I hope you can come back on again and update us because I see, I mean, you're always changing and evolving and, I'm, and I know that things are going to keep changing and getting better. And I, I see you doing a lot of traveling soon when this pandemic is over, um, maybe to Latin American countries and Spain. I know the last time we spoke, you had talked about going to the um, the flower show in London. So I know you have you you have plans. <laughs> I'm looking forward for that. So that's why I'm working a lot <laughs> through this pandemic because I definitely want to to travel a lot in 2021 and 2022. Definitely, absolutely. Okay. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We've arrived at the end. Again, I hope you enjoyed listening in. If so, welcome to the tribe of rare ones. I'm really pleased that you're a part of the family. If you'd like to hear, read, or watch more great content, visit the website at www.rarebirdshq.com. Additionally, don't forget to subscribe to the weekly news to ensure that you don't miss out on what's new. Until next week, bye for now.